back. Um, so much has happened since I last recorded. Um, not sure if I shared <laughs> anything about me. Typically, I, I like to just focus on whatever issue I may have honed in on or laser focused on at the moment but you know it's a lot going on right now that I feel like is trying to distract us distraction is kind of like my topic for today (laughs) and I say kind of because I haven't prepared anything literally this is me going out the cup and just thinking that you know well, first of all, I miss y'all. I miss talking to the ether and uh, having people listen and maybe, you know, give me some feedback or uh, comments or what have you on whatever I talk about. So, distractions. Um, most recently, one of the biggest distractions ever has been this whole Oscars thing. Nobody cares. Nobody really and truly we say we don't care but really and truly like that's all any of the major uh podcasters bloggers websites are talking about and to be honest i really could care less it reminds me of the movie don't look up like (laughs) look over here you know how magicians do like look over here I'm really trying to distract you from something really serious that's going on in the world. But look over here at the nonsense, which really amounts to what? Even if something happened, what would that mean for your life? Absolutely nothing. These are RPP, rich people problems. Who cares? If they take the Oscar, if he gets invited back, they're still gonna be richer than maybe me or you at the end of the day so really why do we care I don't care what did he mean when he said it why did he do it what was he going through oh now he's taking in anger management it doesn't matter none of that matters none of that matters so I'm literally thinking about stuff that's going on in my life (laughs) okay and I know I'm just one person, but I know that I'm not the only person that is going through a lot of the things that we're going through. So if anything, what he did was maybe shine a light on childhood trauma and how it does still affect you. If you don't check it, if you don't get therapy for some of the things that you may have experienced in your early life it will still rear its head in other ways and it may not be in the way that you think right like seemingly he had been doing just fine throughout his career you know I mean he spoke about it right in his book I guess I didn't buy it I didn't read it but from what I heard he did talk about how he wanted to push his dad down the stairs, but he didn't do it. So you take an opportunity to slap a comedian who is doing the job 
on live TV, you take that opportunity, you didn't black out. This was not a blackout type moment. So you are well within your body and mind and able to control your body. And if not, that's scary if you can't control that. So I don't even believe any of that for a second because people have really, and I'm not discounting his trauma. I'm just saying that people who have really experienced uh, blackout events, we don't even have the, like, I shouldn't say we, but they don't have the wherewithal to even tell you what they were thinking really and truly because as soon as whatever the trigger is happens, maybe there's like a, you hear different reports from different people depending on what the trauma was sometimes you hear ptsd patients hear fireworks and then they black out sometimes people hear uh, a knife coming out of its sheath or a cutting board thing a cutting thing you know what i mean It, it can be any little thing that would trigger you but a joke And again, I'm not discounting what he's saying. I just, because for some people that may be true, but in his 30 plus some year career, I don't think that's enough. I mean, being a boxer in a movie, having to learn all of that stuff, and yet after all of that training, you open hand slapped the guy. You didn't punch him. So, they're in, I mean, I just, uh, and it is highly weird. So, for me, you just never know when stuff is staged. So, I would just caution people to, you know, before you drink the Kool-Aid, like, just think about it for a second. Just think about it. That's all. I don't think there's anything wrong with a little critical thinking. That's it. That's all. Critical thinking. Just apply it. (laughs) And not with just him. With everything, right? With everything that may be going on in your life, right? So, uh, something big... (laughs) Something big happened to me. Um, and I never really talked about it. Never really talked about it. Still, I can't even really get into it because I don't know how. It's a thing that I am ultimately going to uh, have to say because anybody who knows me. <laughs> knows that you know I'm not really good at um, I'm not a person who represses her 
thoughts or emotions. I know how to regulate them, but there's a difference between regulation and suppression. And I think that's another thing that Will would do a very good job of learning the difference between because, you know, nobody's faulting him for feeling whatever he felt. I mean, you can feel upset, happy. I mean, we all have seen the movies. I mean, I grew up on Sesame Street and Sesame Street is one of the first uh, shows that really teaches kids, you know, uh, don't hit other kids, don't bite, don't, you know, don't, maybe you don't need to express <laughs> your anger. It's okay to feel it, but you don't have to act out on that. And maybe you need to talk to someone, right? So before he ever acted, and this is a grown man, this is not a child. And I understand that sometimes the you may be a grown person but you and you present as a grown person but maybe psychologically you're still a child this is not the case and i can tell you that because i mean and i'm not his psychologist but any psychologist will tell you that you know for him to have reached the level of success that he has and the fact that has maneuvered through several different triggers in his acting career even acting maybe there's something in his brain where he can turn it off right he can compartmentalize i'm acting this is acting will this is not me the real me but even so, there's some aspect of your real self that you put into that acting or else you wouldn't be a good actor. Hence why he was awarded the Oscar, right? So, and he drew upon wanting to protect his own mother in portraying that role, protecting two young girls, right? <coughs> So my whole thing is, if you can comport yourself while acting, how much more should you be able to do so while at a gala or a a formal event such as the Oscars, right? So that much more should he be able to go into that part of himself where he's like, okay, I know cameras are on me, so I'm going to smile and nod. All of that, to me, leaves credence to the fact that it may have really just been staged so that the non-relevant people somehow become relevant in the movie that didn't even make a wave, much less a splash at the box office, is now, like, trending because he did that right because nobody probably even knew he did it i mean some people knew of course some people knew but keep in mind the movie house that made the movie has to submit it to the oscars (laughs) right for it to even be nominated and considered then all of the people that are part of the academy are they themselves members you have to be a member in order to vote and 
they're probably thinking oh well it's will and la 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 or we know we gotta recoup our money who's to say how do we know how many people really invested in the movie and it was a flop and they're like well we have to cause some kind of melee around this movie in order to at least try to recoup our money and and um if we sell it to netflix or Redbox or anywhere else that'll take it who cares but they do because everything boils down to money so the longer that we talk about it the more people are gonna look at hey what is this movie that's causing so much it's not the movie but you're gonna see he was there for the movie it's an embarrassment really to him and what he does typically draw at the box office and so now it's gonna be like oh well you didn't bring it like you thought you'd be able to at the box office so now you have to do something stupid make yourself look dumb so we can get our money because we didn't get any money out of this movie and that's the bottom line we live in america and that's what i feel like it was simple as that and anybody you know i'm open to anyone's opinion but that's definitely what i feel happened but anyway like i said distraction simple distraction technique (laughs) you know yeah sorry i am not feeling the best but i wasn't gonna let that stop me Um, one other thing that I wanted to talk about besides that is when you do get distracted, right? Now, for some, for some people, um, if you're, if you're a spiritual person, you may have something like angel numbers and you might relate to what I'm about to say. If you're a spiritual person, you might feel like your angel is showing you numbers in your dreams or maybe even in your waking life. You see these numbers all the time. Like, And sometimes you do it yourself. So sometimes it can be you. Like if your birthday is, um, you know, January 11th and you always see 111, everywhere you'd be like oh well but you're more likely to pay attention to those numbers because it's your birthday as well but if you are a person who was born on let's say like april 13th you know and you're constantly seeing 111 you might look up what does it mean if you keep seeing 111 all the time right and that would be significant and maybe you would think someone from beyond is trying to reach you or tell you something you know (laughs) again I apologize so um in this case what's happening with me um is that I'm not seeing the same number but I kind of am having the same dream and in the dream I'm being shown something and and 
every situation is different, right? I have been in an office building. I've been outside the office building, kind of like walking downtown. I've been on a boat, on a yacht, not a boat, a yacht. I was on a yacht one time and I was like at a shopping center. Uh, I've been on a freeway, like driving on a freeway. So I've had several different scenarios that are very common in my life. Like this is normal, right? This is a normal place I would be and activities I would be doing like working. (laughs) Um, I was in an elevator one time. Uh, I was in a stairwell one time. So all of these images are just coming through, coming through very vivid, very lucid, very so much like this is my day to day, you know, nothing to be alarmed about. But as I'm doing the mundane, something extraordinary happens. And I'm, because it's happened so many times now, even in my dream, I find myself saying, here we go again. It's, it's happening again. I'm saying that in my dream and I'm like, okay, wake up. You know, <laughs> I'm literally, that's how commonplace these dreams have become. Now, they're very disturbing. What happens after doing something so normal is very disturbing. And so I wake up heart racing, sweating, really looking around like, oh my God, did this really happen? Because that's how real it felt. But every time there's more detail, more and more detail. So I almost feel like if I slept longer, like if it didn't upset me so much and I could continue to dream through it, maybe I would see what happens. But that's always the part where I wake up, the part where I can't handle much more information at the time which is why sometimes the prologue to the dream is even faster now like we don't have time to get you comfortable in your little office building we don't have time for you to go to the break room and talk to co-workers and you know talk about the weekend and what you watched you know we don't have time so I, I have literally gone from getting off an elevator to sitting at my desk and then it happens or something happens you know it's just that quick now and literally I've timed myself based on like tv shows that I watch I can go from being fully awake and conscious to having a REM sleep dream like this in less than 10 minutes so yeah that's crazy but the most recent dream included a number, okay? Now, I looked the number up. Like, what does this number mean? And really and truly, I'm not even thinking that it's gonna mean anything. 
but immediately I'm just given so much information about how the number has been used in movies and none of the movies I've seen (laughs) to be sure you know but uh, not only that but it means something in the spiritual world and it means something you know as far as angels so it's kind of scary and so what was my solution to being kind of just like taken aback by all of the information distraction so instead of delving deeper heading to the library to find out more and dig deep no i was like um where did i leave off on my favorite series that i'm watching now i have been binge watching uh, a series on hbo and i was three episodes into a seven episode season and I was like yeah I don't have time I don't have time I have to have to focus on the show (laughs) the show has already wrapped you know as soon as they make it available to you you can binge it so I was literally three episodes in and I was like well thanks for all that good information whoever sent that to me ready to process it so I'm gonna watch my show right now and not even think about that now I said a lot and everything can be whittled down to oh you're just a scaredy cat you know or um that's your subconscious trying to challenge you to get to the next level and you don't want to go I mean trust me I went into psychology because I wanted to figure out not only my family but myself too you know and so I'm definitely applying a lot of the knowledge to my own behavior which this is definitely what we would call avoidant right I'm definitely avoiding like if it had been a horror dream, I wouldn't be telling myself, open the door, go see what's downstairs in the dark basement. No, <laughs> I'm avoiding, get out the house, go away, call the police, run away. That's what I would do. But because it's not that type of information, it's not the type of dream, it's not, it's not a horror. It's more like just information. Even the people that are in the dream, like the supporting characters or what have you, anyone that I interact with is a part of it, but it's a bigger part of it. And that's where I think my mind doesn't want to go, like beyond the superficial, beyond the supporting characters, beyond the little things that happen it's the big thing that happens when I wake up I wake up every time the big thing happens because I can't handle whatever that is and so I want to pose a question to anyone listening 
Um, have you ever gone through something that you ignored? Maybe you can't necessarily see what's happening, or maybe you can, and you just deny, 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 <laughs> and act like it's not there, and you try to sweep the problem under the rug. Because I feel like maybe that could be something you do in the physical. But what's happened to me is like almost like metaphysical. Because it's me, but I'm not there. Or I could be there, but it's not now. <laughs> I mean, it's weird to explain. But uh, distracting and distracting yourself and avoiding things and ignoring things like does that ever really work out? Like if I were talking to a patient, I would say confront that which you're most afraid of. Challenge yourself to go above and beyond in order to, you know, to face your fear or to conquer that thing, whoever, or that person. Conquer it. That's what I would say, you know, but that's easier said than done. And that's why, you know, people make so much money because they don't give you all the tools, right? (laughs) They don't give you all the tools right away, which is right because they can't give you all the tools right away. You know, like if God told us, if you're a believer, if the creator told you, okay, this is what you need just started talking and learning language and learning people and learning obviously he can't give you all the tools right away that's why we come here as babies we don't come here as adults because there are steps to the process but once you become an adult there's still a process right there's still a process but the problem with actually real reaching and realizing self-actualization is that you have all of these detractors and distractions. Sometimes you are your own detractor. Sometimes you will be on a path and you'll take your own self off the path by doing something with a distraction. Sometimes you create the distraction because you don't want to focus on what you need to. How many people when they have a test to study for, they're like, ooh, Pokemon, or ooh, something's on TV, ooh, this or that. My friend's calling her, and I'll study tomorrow, I'll study tomorrow, and then tomorrow is the day of the test. And you fail because you distracted yourself the whole time. You have plenty of time to study. Same thing with papers. You know, I used to be a huge uh, procrastinator. But it was because, I don't know how, but I work really well under pressure. So I would have the whole art, the syllabus right in front of me. And I knew, okay, I have to read this many chapters in order for this class to be active in this lecture. And being a participant in the lecture is part of your grade. And you can't just read a summary. You have to, because he will ask you intimate details of the the chapter. 
Like, well, why do you think that? And it's nothing you could have gotten from the summary or from the introduction. Like, you literally had to read the whole thing. And I was working and going to school, and I had a full load. So, it was a lot. It was a lot, but, um, I would somehow be able to read everything. I would be on the bus reading or on a break at work reading. And then, and then same thing with papers, the same thing with papers. The only thing, the only difference with reading the material and writing a paper was I literally had to go I was in competition with other students even for the resources right so I had to go to the library first (laughs) before so I'm like okay I know what I'm gonna write about this is the topic well I know a lot of people are gonna be vying for they only have three copies so I'm gonna check that book out first so I would check the book out and uh you know what I wouldn't even read the book what I would end up doing is going to the uh, student um, copy center or the lab, and they had a they had copy machines, and uh, you get to make so many copies per semester. And I would just make copies of whatever I needed to quote in my paper. And I always made A's on my papers, and I always aced the test. But I always did it under duress, under pressure. <laughs> but I don't know. For me, I just felt like if I started the paper too soon, it wouldn't be as good because I don't know. Maybe it could have been, but I that just wasn't my MO. I always worked under the gun and I always made every every deadline and I always aced it. You know, so so what I would say, excuse me, <clears throat> what I would say to uh, students who like to do that too. This is also not what I did, okay? Because I'm not crazy. Because you can't just come up with a whole paper, and these papers would have to be 15 to 20 pages long or 10 to 15, the less, the least would be like five to 10, but that's rare. That's when you're a freshman. But when you're junior, senior, you're talking 10 to 15, 15 to 20. And so one thing I always did, I didn't just go in blind the night before, right? No, as soon as you know what's required of you, you create, a plan in your mind for the paper and and they teach you this right they teach you this in uh english right how to do an outline so you you have to state what you're about to talk about you create what your introduction is going to be about then the body what your arguments are going to be in the body and you have to have for a 20 page paper you need to have at least five arguments and each argument needs to have at least five points five to ten i would say 
But see, I'm one of those people that's so very vocal and verbal that I would end up having to edit my papers down because my papers would end up being 30, 40 pages because I just have so much that I want to talk about. So you do have to know what it is that you're talking about. You do have to be reading the material. I'm not saying you have to sit down in one fell swoop and try to, you know, because I don't think you would really be able to internalize all that information in order to write a really good paper because it would too much sound like you're regurgitating what you just read. I think you should read whatever it is, whatever the material it is, and sit with it, ingest it, think about it, and then come up with, okay, this is what I think, and really think that, because nobody can challenge you. Like if, let's say you got a D on a paper, and you challenge the professor, like, why did you give me a D? But if you can argue each and every point without even looking at your paper because you read it and this is really your thought process and this is your opinion, he'll change it and give you a B. I mean, I know it's happened to people, you know, because you can't, these are opinions. This is your opinion about a topic, but it has to be well thought out and well argued. And that's just that on that. And being on the debate team didn't hurt (laughs) for me at all. But I'm just saying, <laughs> oh my God, I'm so sorry. But um, I'm just saying, always uh, focus on what it is you really want to say. Now, I came on here off the cuff. I never really write anything down, but I have my outline, outline planned out in my head. But this time, it's not like that. I literally just saw myself doing something right major things guys major things are happening I don't know if there are good things or bad things I mean this is where my dreams come into play because I can tell you that I've had dreams that have uh, forewarned me of bad things happening and then I've had some dreams that let me know you know everything's gonna be okay kind of thing well it wasn't (laughs) it wasn't a bad dream but it wasn't a good dream either and so naturally I know if I close my eyes I'll probably pick up where I left off and what if what if what if sometimes you just distract yourself from the inevitable maybe you know a relationship is ending but if you finally sit down and have that we need to talk talk you can no longer delay the inevitable but sometimes you distract yourselves by going to movies going out to eat hanging out with friends because you're delaying having that conversation I mean we distract ourselves in a lot of ways I'm just saying I wanted to talk about it because I know I'm being guilty of it right now. And I wanted to know, is anyone else doing the same thing? And are you going to stop? Are you going to keep doing it? Like now that you are aware that you're doing it, are you going to keep doing it? Because 
let them say it to me. I'm not going to say it to them. Or are you going to finally shut your eyes and go to sleep and figure out what happens at the end? I don't know. I'll let you guys know next time because I'm sure whether I want to or not is coming. Like every time I get closer and closer to it. So it's going to happen. I will tell y'all everything once I know everything. I know y'all like, what is the dream about? What is it? I I can't say yet because I really don't even know. I mean, like I said, it's been pretty uh, mundane up until the point to where I freak out and wake up. So I will let you know as soon as I know. And, and I'll also give the number too. But I can't give the number yet because... I looked the number up and uh, it's pretty significant and it does tie into my dream, which is crazy because I'm like, that makes it real. That's because I wouldn't have ever thought of this number. It's not like a special number to me. So, um, yeah, so I'll let y'all know. But in the meantime, in between time, I hope that everyone under the sound of my voice is uh, doing well. Um, Sorry, I had a little cough and a little phlegm. You know, sorry about that. But hope you're doing better than I am with that whole issue. I don't know. I think when the weather changes or something, I get nasally and all in my head. It's weird. But uh, I'll be praying for you and pray for me too that all of this ends up being a good thing at the end of the day Uh, because everything that we're going through is not just for not right it's it's a reason for everything so um, hopefully I'll be able to help someone uh, intrigue someone challenge someone maybe get somebody to talk about it themselves you know talk about their story And that's what I really want to do is create an opportunity for people to really be able to openly and without judgment talk about some of the things that we experience, you know, because if you're distracting yourself from a toxic relationship by staying out, you know, like you come home at the latest possible time. So you spend the least amount of time awake at home with the person you can't stand because the relationship is toxic or something like that. I mean, who would judge you? I wouldn't judge you, you know, but isn't the best thing to do to get out to where when you do come home, it's a joyous thing because our houses, our homes, should be our place of refuge not somewhere that you're just like counting the hours until you can leave again like who wants to live like that so anyway I want us all to be able to come together as a sisterhood or you know I don't know if I would allow men in that space but primarily I'm just thinking about women right now that we're the ones that need Uh, a rural sisterhood and so I'm all for that so anyway without further ado I'm gonna be you a zoo did you see what I did there (laughs) a do a zoo
A-D-O-A-D-I-E-U. Yeah, I just do that. I'm funny, okay? Even with language. (laughs) Anyway, let me go. All right, I will talk to y'all later. Take care. Bye, y'all.